feels good, baby. I will be back here. I will be back here, and I will be back for Welcome to Fourth and Go Podcast. We are back. We are going to the Senior Bowl. Uh, Matt leaves out tomorrow. I leave out Tuesday. Uh, we will be trying to bring you some content from the Senior Bowl uh, with all your favorite college prospects. But before that, um, the quarterback's t- talk doesn't stop. Matt, what in the world is going on? I have no idea. There is a, <laughs> if there is a, if there is a quarterback that is available... The Niners they are connected. Are to the, they are linked to the 49ers <laughs> right now. And and so we're, we're going to run through the two most plausible, probably three, three, four, I don't know. We're, we're going to run through some plausible things. It might come down the pipeline depending on how the next couple weeks shake out. Now, again, everybody needs to remember that, that when it comes to trades, they can be agreed upon now, but nothing can happen until the first of the league year. So even if a trade is agreed upon, there's still a lot of things that can be changed between whenever it's agreed upon and the first day of the league year. So... But yeah, yeah, I'm just excited for Mobile, man. I'm ready to get down to the Senior Bowl. But first, let's let's knock out these quarterbacks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> this time last year, the Niners were playing in the NFC Championship game. They were playing the Green Bay Packers, and they proceeded to kick their ass and then get to the Super Bowl. So the the quarterback discussion for San Francisco didn't start until after the Super Bowl. Well, I guess the week going into the Super Bowl, the discussion started on, you know, are do the Niners trust Jimmy Garoppolo? Do these things happen? It's been it's been a full year worth of speculation and rumors and connecting the dots to other quarterbacks for the Niners. And two, two quarterbacks are available. Um, you know, it, whether, whether Watson is for, you know, formally or publicly asked for a trade, that's not, that's not, you know, I, I, if he wants out, which is what everyone seems to think. And from what I know, he does want out. Um, that would suggest he's going to request a trade. Now does Houston trade him? They're probably going to trade him. You're not going to want to sit around and stick with a guy who doesn't want to be there and you can get a lot of compensation for him. So some of the reports of, you know, the Niner, the, the, the Texans haven't even picked up phone calls. That's false. The Texans have picked up phone calls. They are looking at offers. They are weighing all of the options um, from everything that I'm told. So let's start with Watson. Deshaun Watson, this is a no-brainer. The 49ers should have drafted him in 2017 if he is available and the offer for the 49ers is something the Texans would accept. I think you'd do that, but what is that offer? What do the Niners give up? You know, from some people I've spoken to, I can say this publicly, it was pick 12, Jimmy Garoppolo, come third for 2021, come third for 2022, next year's one, and a second-round pick. And that was an offer that was sent. Now, I don't know how true that is, but that's something that I can actually say. Um, the Niners, <laughs> obviously the Niners would do that in a heartbeat, but would the Texans accept that offer? And I don't think they would. Um, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo's value is that high right now. Where, where are you at with that? I, if that's if that's all it takes to get Watson, to get it yeah. done. 
but, yeah. but but like you said, it takes two to tangle on this one, and I don't think Houston wants to give Deshaun Watson up for just that. Two ones, a replacement quarterback that is a significant step down from Deshaun Watson. Correct. A comp third, and comp, comp picks are all the way at the end of the round in which they are calculated. So this wouldn't be like the 49ers' third, pick, third round pick this year. Well, Washington has that. But it wouldn't be like their third round pick this year where it comes at you know, number 12 or whatever yeah. draft position they have. It comes all the way at the end of the round. Uh, but two ones, a two, and two comp thirds. And you get $25 million off the books with the Jimmy Garoppolo trade to get Deshaun Watson. That's that's a no-brainer. That's something you have to do. But again, I don't think Houston wants that because if you look at the other teams that are connected mm-hmm. to this Houston trade, there's two in the AFCs. There's the Miami Dolphins and there's the New York Jets. Both of which have two first-round picks this year. Both of which have top five picks this year. There is so much more those teams can offer than the San Francisco 49ers can. Uh, Deshaun Watson does hold a lot of the cards here. He has all the cards. He, <laughs> he has a no. He has a no trade clause, so he, he can they can get offers all day from whatever team, whatever team they want. But if Watson doesn't want to go there, then that's fine. And when you look at those two teams. It's like being traded from the Texans to the Texans in both cases for the most part, uh, when you look offensively, at least. The, the Jets, he would be the best player on the team. And, I mean, Mims is fine. Mims is nice. I used one of my draft crushes last year. Uh, when he got on the field this year, he was okay. Uh, but other than that, it's, what do the Jets really have to offer? It's not a terrible roster, but it's not great either. And you go to Miami, and there's no weapons. None. Yeah, he's gonna go, can... He's going to backtrack from the weapons he had this year, and they're going to trade the third overall pick to get him, in which they could get Devonta Smith. Uh, I don't think Tua did enough to impress the league. No, as not at all. To, to carry a lot of the weight. People are saying, well, they could just trade the third pick, like do two first rounds and Tua this year for Watson, but I don't think Tua did enough this year. To make the Texans go, yes, that's what we want to do. And I don't even think <laughs> Miami's an option. Ugh. Yeah, and it's not. I, I, I actually, you know what? I, I'm not. I, I know Miami's not an option. I'm just gonna say that. There you go. There you go. So it, it really comes down to who's willing to pay the price tag to get them. Houston can just say no to all of this and hold correct. Yes, they have that option too. So everybody's you, you can request a trade all day, but if a team doesn't want to trade you, they're not going to trade you. And he can hold out, but that'd cost him money. And he can do a whole number of things, but eventually he's Deshaun Watson wants to play. He wants to play football. So if it comes down to it, Houston doesn't trade him, he'll play for the Houston Texans. But he's the he should be the number one target for the San Francisco 49ers. He should be. Because he is an elite talent at 25 years old. He just got extended. That's fine. It's just he's <laughs> He's so good. Yeah. He is so good. And and, and there's, uh, I yeah, he is just incredibly, incredibly good. And, and Houston has gone so far to upset him. He said when DeAndre Hopkins got traded, he was at a 2 on the 1 to 10 anger scale. And now he's at a 10. You trade away the best wide receiver in the league at the time. And you're not pissing off your quarterback. But now whatever you're doing is pissing him off. It's It's, it's a rough situation in Houston right now. Yeah, and you know, with Watson, if the Niners were to trade him, trade for him, um, they'd have to give quite a bit of compensation. We we ran through, we just mentioned something that I had heard about the compensation. I think it would cost a little bit more, 
And that comes into question, you know, that's when you start talking about the 49ers as a team from, from a team perspective. Can they rebuild as a team? I think the Niners are more inclined to pursue this trade now that they have those three third round picks from the Sala signing mm-hmm. and the Martin Mayhew uh, general manager position in Washington. So it gives them a little bit more leeway to go ahead and send a few picks off. So if you are going to send multiple ones, you have these third rounders that are in your back pocket. If you want to use those in trade, which you're allowed to, you can kind of hold on to your twos and use those twos to move around the draft board because twos are pretty valuable. You can move back in the second round to acquire a third round pick or acquire an additional fourth. That way you can maneuver a little bit more easily. Um, with Deshaun Watson, his contract does come a little bit cheaper in 2021. If I'm reading this correctly, it's either $15.4 million or 10.4, depending on the date of trade. The Niners would, if the Niners were to acquire Watson, he would be cheaper. So it allows you to keep a couple other guys. Maybe you, Trent Williams. There's, your, there's, there's the big one. You can keep Trent Williams. There's the money there. You can still keep Trent Williams with Jimmy Garoppolo currently, mm-hmm. but after that, it gets real dicey. What do you get to keep after that? Do you get to keep a Kyle Juszczyk? Do you get to keep a Jason Verrett? Do you re-sign Jaquaski Tart? Do you hit the free agency market a little bit more openly for guys like a Ryan Kerrigan for? Um, you know, Jackson, the corner out of New England, you know, can you go pursue those type of things? Can you pay an Alex Mack because you need a center? Um, there's a lot of possibilities here. Everything leads back to the quarterback position for the 49ers currently. Um, and let's get to the quarterback that's currently on this roster before we get to Stafford. Would anyone trade for him? From what I'm hearing, no. Why would they? If if Kyle is down on him, from all accounts, he he was pretty much cleared and ready to go. He t- decided to not play. Um, that's around the league. So those things are there. Would Bill Belichick want him in a trade? Probably not. Bill's not stupid. He said it before they played New England game. They asked him, what did you think of Jimmy Garoppolo's performance thus far since the trade? He said, it it looks exactly how I expected it to look. That's not a ringing endorsement for the guy. And why would you pay $27 million for a guy you can get for cheap once he's cut? It's just, you know, the Niners lose leverage day by day with this. And the more they're connected to other quarterbacks, um, you know, it, it makes Jimmy's value kind of decrease, in my opinion. Where are you at with Jimmy? Jimmy Garoppolo is a $12 million quarterback with a $27 million contract. Okay. That's that's what it is. Jimmy Garoppolo is not terrible. He's not awful. I, I don't, I think, we, we've, we've discussed his limitations until the cows yeah. have now come home and then they've gone away and they've come home again. That's how much we've discussed his limitations. Mm-hmm. His contract is the number one thing that sets him apart right now, in my eyes. If Jimmy costs $12 million, run it back with Jimmy, draft somebody, maybe pick up someone in the free agency market and see what you can do with it. But he costs 27. Yeah. That's so much money for a guy that you're not sold on that may have lost the locker room because he was cleared to play and didn't come back. Who may not be the most popular guy in the locker room to begin with. Kyle Shanahan said it. How can I look the rest of the team in the eye? Mm Mm-hmm. When George Kittle is ready to play and say, no, we're holding off because we're not going anywhere this year. How can he look at his players and say that? So how can, if if it is, if Jimmy was cleared, cleared to play, how can he look at anyone in the locker room and expect them to play hard for him when he right. wouldn't do it this year because he was afraid that, that the team wasn't committed to him long term? And he wanted to keep his contract and he wanted to keep his money. It's absurd. It's yeah. a, that's where I'm at with it. It's it, it appears as if Jimmy quit on the team. Mm-hmm. 
because of his agent, because his agent told him, hey, don't go back out there. We don't want you, A, getting hurt long-term. B, we, we, want, your tra- we want you tradable so we can keep that contract. Mm-hmm. That news leaked. It gets out around the league. It just it doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I, I, I this 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 whole Jimmy Garoppolo has has teammates have his back. I don't think they do. I yeah. don't think they have his back. I don't think that he is a leader in the locker room. Players we've talked with, that's not what they say about him. Yeah, he's not a leader in the locker room. The players don't have his back, and he's he's slated to make twenty seven million dollars. I and I think you can you can just sit there and be like, yes, we want to run it back with him. Even if you want to try and get a Trey Lance, we love Trey Lance, me and you both. Mm-hmm. There are so many quarterback needy teams that draft before the San Francisco 49ers. There are teams that are willing to trade up ahead of the San Francisco 49ers to get him. If you just sit at 12 and say, well, we'll get Trey Lance, it's not a guarantee. No, and I don't think you can run it back with Jimmy unless you have a viable, viable, viable option to take over for him. And I don't think that they had that on the roster right now, and I don't think they're able to draft it just sitting at 12. That's where I'm at with Jimmy. That's where yeah, I'm at. Yeah, and, and I, I think what hurt, what hurt the Niners in this situation is the video of Jimmy Garoppolo practicing. Um, before the Arizona game and then practicing before mm-hmm. the Seattle game. Mm-hmm. He looks healthy. He's moving around well. That drill is not easy on the ankle. It's not easy on the lower body. Um, that I, I don't think the Niners wanted that video to be out anywhere. Um, but it is what it is at this point. Now, can you win with Jimmy Garoppolo? Yes, I think we've all said this a hundred times. You can win with Jimmy Garoppolo. The question becomes how do you win with him? Do you have to scheme around him the rest of his career? Yes, that gets tiring. Then you start dealing with the play caller who has to be perfect. He has to be flawless for his quarterback to excel. And we talked about it plenty of times. Kyle's going to want a guy that can kind of bail him out every once in a while. You know, where Kyle doesn't have to be perfect. Where Kyle doesn't have to scheme it up. Um, you know, there is a reason for a lot of these things that are going on with the 49ers um, around, and around the league with, these, with this quarterback discussion. Um, Jimmy's just not the guy... You know, if you bring him back next year, fine, but you're asking for disaster, and you're you're you can't waste another you can't waste guys' careers. Fred, George, these guys are about to hit the prime of their career, and three of the last four seasons have been losing seasons. The one season that you have a fully healthy team, you make the Super Bowl, but you don't completely trust the guy as you're on the way there. You take the ball out of his hands in the Minnesota game. You don't let him do anything in the Green Bay game. I know me and you talked about it. Like, oh, you know, when you're running the ball that much, there's a re- you got to at least give the guy 15, 15 attempts at least. You didn't even give him that. So the more we learn about the situation, yeah, the more we learn about the situation, the more it's very clear that Kyle doesn't trust him, probably likes the guy as a human, but probably is not completely sold on him as a passer. I, well, we, I wouldn't, shouldn't even say probably because he's, he's pretty much spoken about it at every press conference he had this this last season. And the, the closing press conference, we talked about it on the last pod or the pod before the middle cough one. You know, they're looking to upgrade. They're looking to make a move and that is at the most important position. I know people are like, oh, well, they're, they're going to look to upgrade everywhere. Yeah, but back-to-back season, when you're looking to upgrade at the quarterback position, you have a quarterback problem. Um, and for folks who are always mentioning, well, we make sure, if we keep Jim, we got to make sure we look at a backup. If you're looking at a backup, that means you got to start a problem. And that's where we are. Um the, the least the least important person the least important person on your roster should be the backup quarterback. Correct. 
It should be the backup quarterback because no one wants to know who the hell that is. Yeah, we don't because need you to. want your you starter know. out there. You want your starter out there all the time. You want them to be able to stay healthy. You want them to be able to not have a controversy when it comes to their play. And when when you're saying, well, they just need to get a better backup in there. It, like you said, if if you're looking to improve the backup, when you're talking about the starters' play, you're in trouble. Correct. You're in trouble, and that's where the 49ers are right now. Just oh, this is. Ugh. I just hope something <laughs> happens soon because I'm so I'm so exhausted by this conversation. Um, yeah. The, the next guy. The next guy. Let's talk about Matt Stafford. Matthew Stafford. Yeah. So. With Stafford, is not, is not down is not down to bite kneecaps. Correct. In Detroit, he's not hungry for kneecaps. He's hungry for a functional franchise. <laughs> and and what what we heard is when Robert Sala wanted to go to Detroit. Correct. He wanted to go coach in Detroit. He wanted to go coach. We you know, he's from Michigan. He wanted to go home and be the head coach and turn that franchise around because that franchise has been inept for pretty much since its existence. Yeah. They have maybe the all-time best running back to ever play the game in Barry Sanders, and they force him to retire at 30 because they can't get him any help, and he doesn't want to toil away on a bad football team. But he's too loyal to, to leave, so he just calls it a career. You have Calvin Johnson, who's a top-five wide receiver, and had he continued to play, maybe would have pushed Jerry Rice for best ever. But he didn't. He quit because he was loyal and he didn't want to leave the Lions, but the Lions did absolutely nothing for him. Now, Matthew Stafford is finally at the point where he goes, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not going down the same path. And he wants out. He wants out. The team and him have discussed that they will mutually part ways this offseason. Yeah. And the San Francisco 49ers are immediately linked to him. Me and you have been talking about Matt Stafford for a long time. Mm-hmm. Maybe not necessarily on the podcast, but, but we've been, me and you have been talking about it for a good amount of time. What, what, what are your thoughts on Stafford? How do you think he fits in with this team? Yeah, so the conversation I had a couple of days ago, or probably a couple of weeks ago, was when the season ended, if, the, if, if Dan Campbell were to be hired, Stafford would request a trade. Um, and, and they... And that story ended up becoming true um, because Schefter reported it as well that they had, after the season ended, you know, depending on the coaching hire, um, Stafford would want out. And I, and specifically when it came from who I spoke to, Dan Campbell was the name that came up several times. And they were, you know, they were looking to, looking at coaches who were willing to accept that option, which is probably why Dan Campbell got a six-year deal in Detroit, uh, which blows my mind that... Mr. Cannibal he- Hannibal Lecter himself um, is is getting a six year deal <laughs> in Detroit. Um, when it comes to Matthew Stafford, yes, he's a clear upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, QB wins is, is a is a pointless stat. I, I don't care about that. That is a team effort. Not everything is going to be revolving around the quarterback. Yes, do you need your quarterback to win you some games? Yeah, of course you're going to need to do that. But this is another another quarterback where Kyle could have you know doesn't have to be flawless in his play calling and he's allowed to to just be a little bit more you know not as uptight when he's calling his plays not be so protective not hold on to the ball going into halftime not 
run the ball to end the end the quarter because he's afraid of his quarterback making a mistake. You have a guy like Matthew Stafford who can will your team to win and who can will a good team to win. The problem with 49ers fans, and I shouldn't even say 49ers fan because I'm still a 49ers fan myself. It's the problem was with folks who are just super attached to players. Matt Stafford is 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 someone who's going to elevate this team. He's going to make this team look much better. The offense will, will run more efficiently. The The playbook opens up dramatically more with Matthew Stafford. You're looking at a guy who can push the ball downfield. You're looking at a guy who's well-respected around the league uh, for those abilities. So you're going to see less eight-man fronts in your run game. You may see you know, maybe some more man coverage, but that's even better for Kyle Shannon. Cool. Give me man coverage. I'm going to run it down your throat. You want to play zone? Okay, cool. Now we can pick you apart. Um, Kyle has those, a bit, those things in the bag and you add a passer of Stafford's caliber. You're only going to get better on offense. You're going to see a more efficient offense. We're literally watching uh, Aaron Rodgers in the NFC championship game, who is one who has spoken very highly of Matthew Stafford, who has said, Matt doesn't get enough credit because of where he plays. You know, had he been anywhere else, he would, you know, he'd be in the discussion of, of one of the better quarterbacks of all time. I mean, for Matthew Stafford's career, he has 282 touchdowns, 45,000 yards, 62% completion percentage, 89 passer rating, and, you know, 144 interceptions. The guy is spectacular, you know. You, you put in that with Kyle Shanahan, and I think that's the thing that gets lost on with a lot of folks who talk about this. You're attaching the player with the play caller. This is Kyle Shanahan. That is Matthew Stafford. You put those two together, you're going to see results. You know, Kyle Shanahan had me had me convinced that Jimmy Garoppolo was a top 12 quarterback. Then I go mm-hmm. do the film and I start looking into the numbers. That's not the case. It's the offense, the system. It is what it is. And we've talked about it. I've mentioned it a bunch of times. I wrote a piece about it. Kyle Shanahan wants a quarterback. He wants a system to make the quarterback and not the quarterback to make the system. But I think Kyle's starting to realize that, hey, maybe, just maybe, I should get the quarterback that helps make the system and not me have to be responsible for making the quarterback or making the quarterback fit the system. Um, you know, I did that with the Mac Jones piece. You have to adapt. And I think Kyle's adapting. He just watched Russell Wilson kick his ass twice. He's seen Kyler Murray kick his ass. Even, even in losses, Kyler Murray was having a field day. We saw Josh Allen shred him, shred him, absolutely destroy mm-hmm. him. Patrick Mahomes had a field day in that second half of the Super Bowl. Um, and he's watching his buddy Mike, Matt LaFleur in Green Bay use Aaron Rodgers to absolutely dis- dominate people. Now, they're not winning right now. We are recording during the NFC Championship game. Um, Tampa's up 7 nothing in the second quarter, but y- you get but my Aaron, point Aaron here. Aaron Rodgers looks good so far. Yeah, yeah and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has been phenomenal. He's on an MVP pace. If, 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 if Matt Ryan could be an MVP with, with Kyle Shannon, why can't Matt Stafford? And I think Matt Stafford has a little bit more ability than Matt Ryan. I think now the age difference is there, you know, four years ago, I think four years ago, Matt Ryan and Matt Stafford are probably on the same page. And I think, I think, I think Matt Stafford could be an MVP candidate with Kyle Shanahan. I don't know if he'd win the MVP, but I think he would put up numbers to rival that of, of what Aaron Rodgers is just doing, you know, with the 40 touchdowns and and everything like that. And you have to, you know, when we talk about Kyle Shanahan in this offense, it's always, oh, well, Kyle schemes guys open, but then we, in the same breath, people will defend Jimmy Robert. Well, guys weren't open. Which one is it? Can Kyle scheme guys open or were there no guys open? And with Jimmy Garoppolo's case, yes, guys are open. He's not hitting these receivers. He's not pushing the ball. He's leaving things on the field all day long. Go back and watch the Saints game, that fourth and two play. Or I'm sorry, the third and two before the, the George Kittle fourth and two 
Debo Samuel is wide open on the left-hand side of the field. If you're looking from the, the top view, I was re-watching it. Jimmy never sees him. That game could have been over right then and there before the fourth and two with George Kittle. These things are left on the field repeatedly over and over and over again. Um, mm-hmm. With Matt Stafford, you don't see that. He's, he's, he's a gunslinger. He's willing to take shots. He's willing to take risks. He's going to allow Kyle Shanahan to open his playbook. He will create more spaces around in the run game for guys like Mostert, Jeff Wilson, whoever else they decide to, to be out there. Take a little bit more pressure off of George Kittle, you know, because Stafford can climb the pocket. And we've talked about this when it comes to mobile quarterbacks. We're not asking for Lamar Jackson or Michael Vick. We're asking for Matt Stafford type movement. We're asking for Aaron Rodgers type movement. Just move a little bit, make a, make a decision, step up in the pocket so that way you're not getting hit. You know, and it, you know, the pass block win rate thing where the Niners were ranked 23rd or whatever, that rule, that stat is based on two and a half seconds. Can the ball be let go in two and a half seconds? So that's basically saying every pass play is designed to be within two and a half seconds. That is a faulty stat. I think people need to realize that as well. So I've done a lot of homework and I'm getting tired of it when it comes to this Jimmy Garoppolo discussion. I think the guy is a nice human. I think he's a talented player. I just don't think he is the right guy in San Francisco. And I am all in if they are willing to go get Matt Stafford. I think that would probably be the better option when it comes from to a roster construction standpoint. Yeah, I want to That was I a long take some time monologue, to, sorry. It was. No, you're good. You're good cuz it gave me time to set up what I want to say cuz we're just we're just winging it today. Normally we have a plan of what we want to talk about. And today we're just, fuck it, let's get on here and record before we go down to Alabama. Alabama. I want to I want to discuss I want to discuss some uh, some arguments that people have against Matt Stafford. <laughs> That these are the number, these are the reasons why Matt Stafford wouldn't work or why he's not the guy. First off, they like to say he doesn't win. He doesn't win. He doesn't win. Matt Stafford doesn't win. <laughs> Matt Stafford, since 2011, has the most fourth quarter comebacks at 19. He has the most game winning drives at 22. Matt Stafford has played for a dysfunctional franchise that has surrounded him with nothing for his entire career. He had a guy named Jim Bob Cooter calling yeah. his plays. The one time he had a functional head coach was Caldwell. And when you go back and you look at his stats in the Caldwell years, they are very good. They are very good. He's never had a run game to speak of. Ever. He's never had an offensive line that could really, really do their job very well. He's never had a solid tight end until TJ Hawkinson. And even then, even now, he's so hot and cold, you never know what's going to happen. Correct. His wide receivers have been pretty good. I will give him that. The one thing that the Detroit Lions have been able to get him fairly consistently is good wide receivers. And he's made the most of them. And that's why he has the numbers that he has. <laughs> hey, That's why he puts up the touchdown numbers. Hey, real, real quick. You said the rushing attack. So our guy, Al Sacco, real quick. Lions rushing attack since 2009. 24, 23rd, 29th, 23rd, 17, 28, 32nd, 30, 32nd, 23rd, 21st, 30th. Point proven. So the, the, the best they got was they were the top of the second half of the NFL in rushing game. <laughs> He's never had an effective rushing attack. All these things. A quarterback can't win on his own. Correct. Sean Watson couldn't win on his own in Houston this year. 
Quarterback can't do it himself, but if you give these guys the tools around them, they can succeed. Another one they like to throw out there, he's old. He's old. Aaron Rodgers is 37 years old and he's about to win the MVP. <laughs> In a Kyle Shanahan he's playing, he's playing. He's playing against 43-year-old Tom Brady. 43-year-old Drew Brees was in the playoffs last week. Yeah. Quarterbacks aren't running backs. They don't hit a wall at 30 and then die. Quarterbacks play until they're 37, 38, 39 years old. If the 49ers trade for Matt Stafford and they get five solid years out of him, that is an absolute win. That is an absolute win if you can get five solid years out of a guy. It it, it, it boggles my mind. It, it, Someone asked, well, if, if the price to acquire Stafford and acquire Zach Wilson is the same, I would take Zach Wilson. No shit, I would too. Yeah. But the price to trade up into the top five, top four, top three possibly to get Zach Wilson is going to cost you significantly more than it would cost to get Matt Stafford. Matthew Stafford would come into the Shanahan offense and absolutely crush. Brandon Ayuk becomes a deep threat again. George Kittle becomes a deep threat again. Like you said, the box opens up because they can't just stack eight guys in the box anymore because they have a quarterback that can throw it further than seven yards downfield. Correct, and is trusted to do so. People say he's not mobile. You don't. You said it. You don't have to be Michael Vick. All you have to be able to do is navigate the pocket. Just navigate the pocket for me, please. Because the quarterbacks they had this year were terrible at it. Were terrible at it. All they had to do a couple times was just... Just step up. Just, 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 just step up and they'll be fine. And they don't do it. Jimmy Garoppolo does not navigate a pocket well. Nick Mullins doesn't. CJ Beathard gets back there and he stands there. It's not, it's not rocket science, right? We say it all the time. It's not rocket science. Matt Stafford would immediately be the best quarterback the 49ers have had since. Steve Young. Yeah. Steve Young. And I, and I say and that because I love Cap. I love Cap, but yeah. I love Cap, too. I love Cap, too. I, I, I just got his signed jersey sitting in, my, sitting in my office here. Haven't had a chance to hang it up yet. I just, I just got it in. I love Cap. But he's, he's, he was not on the same level as a quarterback as Steve Young was or as Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford, he's on the all-time underrated list for me. Correct. All-time underrated. He plays on a crappy team in a, in a good division year in and year out. He's gone up against Aaron Rodgers his whole career. The Chicago Bears have put together a bunch of good teams. The Minnesota Vikings have put together a bunch of good teams. And he's just stuck on the shitty Lions with like one playoff appearance. Maybe mm -hmm. two. I can't remember. I think it's get three. Stafford, it's three playoff appearances. Get Matt but... Stafford the fuck out of Detroit and get him on a real functional team and watch him light the league on fire. If the, if, if the rest of the league... Let's Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers get their hands on Matt Stafford. They done fucked up. Yeah. Because Matt Stafford will put up massive numbers. Massive numbers in this system. Uh, the price for me. It's going to cost them the 12th overall pick. I send it and I, I, I drive Matthew Stafford to California myself. I, I'll book a flight to Detroit and go go for a drive. Yep, I don't care. Go. I got time. I got plenty of room in the tundra. I got time. Let's go. I'll go. Because it's going to cost him the 12th overall pick. He's not worth the 12th overall pick. Well, let's, let's, insert, let's insert Matthew Stafford into this year's draft. Let's insert him as if he's drafted as a rookie 
his current age, his current experience, his current contract, everything. Does he get drafted in the top 12? He'd get drafted in the top five. Easily. <laughs> Easily. He, he, would be taken, he would be taken before Trey Lance. Yeah. He'd be taken before he, Zach Wilson. He'd probably be taken before Justin Fields, but I don't think he'd be taken before Lawrence. There you go. So people say he's not worth it. Fuck yes, he is. Fuck yes, he is. Because you get a quarterback, you solve a lot of the problems on this football team. The 49ers went 6-10 and 10 this year. They went 1-3 against the NFC East. The historically bad NFC East, they went 1-3 against them. All they needed was competent quarterback play, and they sweep that division. Correct. Philly, egregious turnover, egregious pick six leads to a loss. Washington, two defensive touchdowns lead to a loss. Dallas, two key turnovers at the beginning of the game set the rest of it up for failure, and they can't take advantage of a porous Dallas defense because the quarterbacks stink. That would have put them at 9-7 and seven and in the playoffs this year with just those three games against bad football teams. That puts them in the playoffs at 9-7 and because the Chicago Bears made it 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah. Matt Stafford with this team this year. They win 10 they games. Had them, they win 10 games. I, I'd say 10 or 11. Yeah. Holy shit. Because how many games did they drop just because the quarterbacks stink? Shit, the Washington game, the Dallas game, the Eagles game, yep. that's three. Mm-hmm. You got... That's three, so they're nine and seven. Uh, I can't even say CJ was bad. He was kind of... He wasn't terrible in the Seahawks game, the first one. But, but, but the Matthew se- Stafford lights up the Seahawks. Yeah, this first Seahawks game, Jimmy was terrible. Nick Mullins mm-hmm. played better than him in that second half. And yes, the Seahawks played the same defense. They didn't play prevent. Um, so there's that one. The Miami game, of course, that was just a disaster. Yeah, I mean, you're... you're they you're, beat Arizona. Would they beat Arizona week one? Yeah, they would easily beat Arizona. With better quarterback play? Yeah, like he... It's just... It's a no-brainer at this point. The time, It's time is now to upgrade. The Niners have to do this. You're not going to go waste guys' careers. And Kyle and John need to figure this shit out because you're going to lose your locker room. You're going to lose your talent to other teams who are winning consistently when you have a good thing going with your head coach. It's just... Get the shit done, man. Enough. Enough of this. All right, so let's let's go through and let's rank me and you. Yeah, let's say the four the four options are just stick with Jimmy. Uh huh. Draft a rookie. Hey, draft a rookie and keep Jimmy. Okay. Trade for Matt Stafford. Trade for Deshaun Watson. Rank those from one to four for me. Uh, Watson is one. Stafford is two. Jimmy plus a rookie is three. And then just Jimmy is four. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to swap one and two. I'm going to say Stafford is one just because I think the price. Well, yeah, yeah. Stafford will be significantly cheaper than Watson. Is Watson the better player? Yes. But at some point you have to draw a line on what you're willing to give up. And I have a feeling it would cost the 49ers at least three ones, maybe more. If it's costing more than three ones to get a player, you have to really evaluate, okay, is this guy going to no shit win a Super Bowl for the next three years? Because that's pretty much what you're, you have to be willing to do. So I'm going to take Stafford. Because I think it would cost, what, the 12th overall pick and maybe a comp third next year? Something like that. Yeah. Deal done. Because they, they, they have to outbid Indianapolis and they have to outbid Washington. 
And I so think people saying, oh, they can get him for a second round or they can get him for a second next year and a third this year. They can't because there's other teams that are going to be willing to pay to get Matt Stafford. So I, I will say this when it comes to the Stafford thing, acquiring Stafford, if, if pick 12 is involved, the only team that worries me is Denver. If deniers are willing to pick, give a pick 12, pick 12 is essentially Indianapolis first and second round pick. Like that's what that would be equivalent to. Same thing with mm-hmm. Washington, be their first plus two plus their second and probably a fourth. So the Niners could trump all that with just pick 12 and add in a day two pick this year or next year. Um, and that kind of probably gets the job done. Um, Whereas, you know, if the Niners go in and do some oddball shit and they're like, hey, we can give you two twos, you know, you're probably going to lose out on that deal. Whereas if they just Mm -hmm. go in and be aggressive, if they're really willing to be aggressive, um, then you go, you go ahead and say, look, we'll give you, we'll go ahead and give you this, this 12th pick this year. And then next year we'll give you our second or one of these comp thirds. And, you know, you're, you're in business, you're cooking you're cooking to get your guy. And that's, I think that's kind of ultimately what they're probably going to do. I just, man, I, I this off season is going to suck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually excited for this off season. I said that earlier today, just cause so much shit is going to change. Yeah. No, I'm excited for the, the off season. I just, it's just funny how it all played out. It is not, you know what? And it's, it's not funny how it all played out. I, I think you and I had expected all this shit to happen. Like, all right, this is, it's over. This Jimmy thing has got to be over or they're going to, they're going to risk losing the locker room. And I think that's kind of where we are right now with this team. Yeah. You can't lose the locker room. There's, there's too many good leaders. There's too many good players. And you're going to have a lot of turnover this year. Just because how many free agents they have. And, and, and Robert Sala is going to poach a lot of these guys to go play for the New York Jets, especially on the defensive side of the ball. You need to have some consistency. You need to have a quarterback people can believe in. And let me tell you this about Matt Stafford. If he twists his ankle, he's not going to be out for 10 weeks. Yeah, definitely not. He's not missing 10 games with a twisted ankle. He's not. He's a tough son of a bitch. And he's missed, what, eight games over the last 10 years? Yeah, eight games in 10 years. So he's missed half a season... Out of 10 seasons, Jimmy Garoppolo, three years in San Francisco, has missed more than half his games. Yeah, 23 games total. So, really, (laughs) for all the people that want to say availability is the best ability, this is where you got to start looking. Yeah. So I'm excited for this offseason because shit's going to hit the fan and 40 hours Twitter is going to lose it no matter what happens. If they decide to stick with Jimmy, me and you are going to be upset. And Jimmy stands are going to be pumped. If they decide to make a move for Watson, that's going to freak out the whole league. Oh, my God. That's going to freak out the whole league. If they make a move for Stafford, I think that's going to freak out a lot of people that are in the know. I think these. I think a lot of people are going to sit there and go, oh, Stafford's washed. Uh, he can't do it anymore. He's old. He's not mobile. He doesn't win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to have a field day with this. And then people that actually know what they're doing in the league are going to take one look at it and go, Shit. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan just got Matt Stafford with Brandon Ayuk, with Debo Samuel, with George Kittle, with with all these guys, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson. And Stafford would be cheaper than Jimmy this year. Yes. And they can restructure his deal. They can extend him, and they can, they can completely redo that contract to fit whatever they want it to fit. 
And that's, before we get out of here, that's the last, I think that was the last thing I wanted to touch on. The Niners have avoided extending, reconstruct, restructuring Jimmy's contract like the plague. Like they've avoided it. They've avoided, avoided it like COVID. Like you went digging through the couch to figure out money situations, to bring guys up like Kevin White, go get Jordan Willis to save some money. Like you had to ship off Quan, you had to do a whole bunch of other things, but you didn't even go and look at the biggest contract on your roster that could save you money right now in the 2019, 2020 season. That was, that's the tell. That was the tell right there that, that they were out. They weren't going to do it. If you like, if you like this guy as much as you tell, tell us to our faces in, in press conferences, then you would have did something like that. You know, I don't, I don't, we talked about it last time. You, John and Kyle, you're not fooling anybody here. Like, I get it. You have to protect your, your, your team and the brand and everything else. But for Christ's sake, like this is, it's, it's, it's as clear as day what's going on and people just refuse to see it. Well, this is why Don Yee told, told Garoppolo to sit out. They weren't willing to commit to him long-term because they weren't willing to restructure his deal. They still wanted the out. They still wanted the out in the deal. Correct. They still have the out in the deal and they kept it there for a reason. Yep. They're smart. It's just, yeah, they're smart, and and there's just people that are that, that don't want to see the bigger picture here, and they don't want to see what's going on. But you're right; they couldn't even afford to bring up practice squad wide receivers for the Packers game, as we're yeah. watching the Packers right now. They couldn't even afford to bring those guys up because they had no money; they were up against the cap, and they can just do so much, so 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 much, if all they do is just restructure Jimmy. And started over, but they didn't. And uh, that's that's why we're at where we're at right now. Yeah, absolutely. But that should do it for today. We are going to be in Mobile for the well, Matt will be there for the week because he's rich. I'm only there for a couple days. Um <laughs> but I will be there Tuesday through Friday morning. Matt's there Monday through Monday, right? Sunday. So I, I fly uh I, I, I work from home tomorrow, Monday, and then I uh, hop on a plane and I'll be back Sunday evening. So I'm gone for most of the week, so I'll be there for six days. So if you were down in Mobile and you're listening to this, hit us up. Let us know what's going on. We'd love to meet up with you. Um, I've had dry January so far, but I might I might cheat on myself a little bit and have a beer or two while I'm down there. So, uh, yeah, just hit us up if you're down there because uh, we're looking forward to getting down there and rub some elbows and stuff. Yeah, me and Matt, we're looking forward to the Senior Bowl. We're looking forward to rubbing some elbows. We got some things going on with Matt Miller, a couple other folks that are out there. Uh, if you are out the Senior Bowl, reach out to us. We have our Twitter DMs are open. Hit us up, and uh, we'll probably give you our phone numbers from there. Um, but for everyone out there looking forward to Senior Bowl stuff, we're going to try to bring you as much content as, mu- as, much content as we possible. Uh, Leo Luna will be out there. Jason Aponte will be out there. We are going to try to give you guys a round table while we're there. Uh, we're looking to do a whole bunch of stuff while we're in the Senior Bowl. Um, but until after the senior bowl during that week, uh, we'll see you guys later. Enjoy the NFC championship game and the AFC championship games. By the time you hear this, it's probably over, but, uh, everyone enjoy the rest of your week and we will talk to you guys from senior bowl later. Peace.